0: At the time, I was blind, but now I see.
1: Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are quick. If you had one shot,
0: everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Dominic Rapson, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Hey, thanks for having me. been looking forward to this. As have I. I'm excited to chat because you specialize in areas that are affecting more and more people right now. Autoimmune issues, chronic illness, and then you help a lot of athletes with their recovery and performance. Uh, for our listeners, can you share a little bit of your background and how you got into this space?
1: Yeah, so I've been on a nutritional journey coming up to about 10 years now. i um, been working nutritionally for about seven years It it all started off with uh, bodybuilding, just um, aesthetics, not training very smartly, just trying to get as big as possible, more fulfilling the ego and a persona. And I started coaching in that space, became a personal trainer, learned standard nutrition and started to notice that the results, although we all looked great, we were all fit looking but sick people internally. So all the clients I working with were getting pretty sick, a lot of um, autoimmune, a lot of chronic issues, which then led me to go into a nutritional journey. So I then went into a more of a new age spiritualist phase where I then began to go into veganism. I did that for about two years. Where was that, was I that coupled with
0: plant medicine? <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, psychedelics. Um, a lot of, I, I worked with, um, Bush Rastafarians and I did a little bit of, um, permaculture with vegetables and, uh, studied a bit of uh, herbal medicine and bush medicine. Nice. Um, within two years, I quickly came to realize that that was not optimum and all the people around me were extremely frail, um, with dying of, really simple infections and diseases that could have been solved with the knowledge I know now. Um, I also uh, studied, uh, I got to meet Dr. Sebi before he died and got to learn some wisdom directly from him. I also then got to realize that that really wasn't wisdom and got to understand the pseudoscience behind that. So I I exited veganism and I exited the new age spiritualism that I was practicing and uh, saw that it was taking away the natural human being and the natural creation from what it really was and just filling it with loads of ideas that had no substance and just diluting the human psyche and started feeling more connected and started feeling better. So I was like, well, I really want to understand what's, what's going on here. So it then took me on a long journey of studying. um,
0: Sorry, sorry, my man, the internet cut out right. As you were saying, uh, you were talking about my apologies. We'll edit this out. Uh, but it froze right as you were talking about, like, the, 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 the pseudoscience of veganism and, oh, uh, right. and, and, and a lot of what you were learning from Dr. Sebi and uh, your time, you know, exploring New Age philosophies. Um, just before you continue, since the Internet <laughs> cut out for a moment, can you for people that may be still exploring veganism or um, or some of these New Age philosophies? What are some of the things that you now no longer believe to be true? Just just kind of like back of the napkin.
1: Oh, wow. Um, quite a few things. So mostly like the nutritionally wise alkalinity of the body. So if people are still believing that they really haven't looked into biochemistry of the human system. So I can go into this further, much deeper later through, but um, basically how alkalinity is only regulated through breath. The body is very intelligent and tightly controlled. If you had to change the alkalinity of your body by one up or down, you would die. And so all of the pseudoscience from alkaline diets and nutrition and electrical foods is all pseudoscience and has no biochemical standing in the natural world and the human organism. Um, Some of the other philosophies as well is um, control and passive letting go of attitude and emotions. And that to me is something I see like people just brush off how they really feel, always want to be positive rather than embracing the very emotions that help dictate their actions and their thoughts around certain situations that actually enables us to get things done and enabled us to have intuition about a certain situation. So Very well said. You know, that whole, like, oh, it's okay, there's no harm. Oh, you know, just let it go. Oh, just sit and meditate on it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, everything moves around you. You get nothing done. You become extremely passive. And you really learn nothing at all. You don't learn how to... Like, for example, this whole thing with masculinity and anger and strength. And it's like, actually... You should be able to harness that. It
0: -hmm. doesn't mean you
1: have to be a destructive person, but you should be able to feel anger and you should be able to use it to get things done or destroy things that are in your way or that are causing harm to either yourself or people around you. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really deep, but there's there's quite a lot.
0: We'll dig, we'll dig, we'll dig deeper. You just piqued my curiosity early. So after you kind of saw people getting sick and frail, that they weren't as, as strong and robust, and you saw some of these issues with, uh, with new age pseudoscience.
1: Where, where did you go next? So from there, I went back to eating meat. I was always a hunter. I used to spearfish mostly as well. And so I connected back with the ocean and I was spearfishing a lot. I'm really connecting back, using my physical robustness, using my mental acuity and getting more of that robustness and mental acuity from eating flesh again. And... I was like, there's there's something to this. Like, I need to understand why. So mm-hmm. that started my biochemistry studies. I also started a lot of tribal studies for me, and I went down into the anthropology route where I did a lot of travels um, in search of different tribes that I could spend time with. So I did a few in different parts of the world and got to learn that these are some of the most God-connected people nature-connected people. And... <laughs> they all ate predominantly meat with mm-hmm. a few resources here and there to fill up some space, to provide some energy. And these people were extremely hardy, extremely robust, and they had little disease. And for every tribe where there was a civilized area, they were all on high grain, high sugar, high vegetables, less meat, and all were not in the same shape and not in the same health. Mm-hmm. So that sparked a lot for me. I carried on then. I studied with the Czech Institute, did a lot of um, holistics that way. And then I started to apply holistics to see the human being as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I started doing metabolic typing, blood typing, started to see that that also was very pseudoscience. There wasn't any biochemistry behind it. So I went deep into the biochemistry. I then started experimenting with different versions of meat-centric relationships to food especially ketosis, for example, which I no longer try and hold or prescribe for long periods of time. I, uh, I worked with quite a few chronic diseases when I started, and due to mending them quite successfully, it gave me confidence in what I was doing. I then stepped up to a carnivore relationship to food and have been carnivore for the last three years. So that's Very it cool. in a nutshell, really. Yeah,
0: so a, a lot of interesting things for us to explore. Um, one of, one of the things that I've been reflecting on a lot lately, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. It, it, it seems like, you know, if I, were, if I had to summarize uh, out of all of the biohacks, a- ancient ancestral wisdom and practices, and, and modern science, what seems to help most people most of the time is living closer to nature. And it seems like we have a lot more, call it metabolic flexibility and adaptability when, when we are living close to nature and many of the diseases that, that people are experiencing today, you know, this laundry list of things that we're just like continuing to give these symptoms that we keep giving new names if, 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 you know, based on the the various combinations of them, it seems like so many of them disappear when, when people are living, you know, closer to nature and, and eating food that is uh, alive or was alive and, and also lived close to nature. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that.
1: Uh, no, I fully agree. I'm totally on board with that. Um, that's why I think like biohacking is so important also and has a huge name right now because people are noticing that the more we, if we're living in this environment that is man-made and constructed and the energy is completely man-made, the more you can biohack yourself closer to nature and nature's rhythm, the greater the results. So I would say that 80% of what I do is holistic the other, like eight twenty percent, is the nutrition.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: fully on board with that. Um, the more we regulate, and anybody that works with me, would they know that the adaptation symptoms? I do, I put them on a meat-centric relationship to food. I have my specific reasons for that. But they have a long list of protocols to change in their lifestyle for them to see any difference
0: yeah what what are some of those protocols that you've seen have a big impact on people that are dealing with let's say like autoimmune issues chronic illness mystery illness what are some of the 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 first changes that you have those individuals make
1: well generally like assuming for most there's obviously the odd case here and there but most of them is nervous system irregulation uh metabolic syndromes mitochondria not appropriately functioning and chronic adrenal stimulation. So those are generally the things we have to address straight away in most people. So generally what we put putting through is like a mitochondrial rehabilitation. So it's getting their circadian right, their light patterns, it's getting their hormones activated at the right times, it's getting their ANS stimulated at the right times. So a lot of it will be to do with light rhythms, So the right frequencies of light at the right time, especially for people that want to get not only their melatonin, but their melanin right Um, for absorbing more nutrients in the day with when the blue light kicks in, Mm -hmm. but also regulating their sleep. Most people aren't sleeping properly. They're not entering deep and REM sleep. Um, Usually that's to do with their cell windows. So optimizing the times of when they eat and when they fast making sure that their fasting is not adding more stress onto their body on top of what they're doing already. So it's, it's basically I'm hacking their body back into a rhythm with the stimulation that they have from be it relationship, um, families or work or um, environmental stimulus that their adrenals can get a chance to relax. So their cortisol levels aren't very high and just try to balance the blood with the nervous system back and the hormones functioning at the right time. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, you, most people are constantly suffering with this. Too much engagement, too much stimulus all the time. So it's mm-hmm. all about dampening that down. And if they can't dampen it down due to their life circumstances, it's using the biohacks to try and make the body better able to deal with that stress. Hmm. Yeah, some of the things that that we'll do
0: with clients is, um, you know, starting out with just getting that sunlight early in the morning, close to the time that you're waking up, especially to your eyes and, and skin, if, especially if you're living in a part of the world where you can, um, you know, get some, get some skin exposed. And, uh, it, it could be as simple as, you know, having like a, a, a cup of tea or getting your morning hydration outside. And, uh, or if, if the individual, if their adrenals aren't in, in, in too rough a shape and, and they do all right with, uh, with coffee, you know, having a cup of coffee outside, and then decreasing some of the artificial blue light in their indoor environment, and you know the amount of time that they're interfacing with with uh, technology. And um, but there are a lot of cases where I see people still having difficulty sleeping. You know, where it, it and especially if they're tracking their deep and REM sleep, um, having a hard time getting both of those optimized is that a pattern that that you've seen and in individuals that are dealing with autoimmunity and chronic illness
1: um not in all but most people that are um, that are lacking like energy or waking up groggy still it's it's sometimes it's not even to do with the inflammation that's going on in their body it's, it's more to do with um, the nervous system just not engaging to a p- appropriate parasympathetic system at the right times. So mostly this has to do with a lot of people's eating patterns. Uh, once we get their cell windows um, at the right time, and we allow the mitochondria in their body to start shutting down at the appropriate time, we start to see that um, their sleep improves dramatically. So usually within a week or two of getting the right cell window for people, you start to see that their sleep and the, how they wake up feeling restful it dramatically changes and obviously tying in not only the cell window, but of course, like getting in the sunset and wearing like the blue blockers at night mm-hmm. is a, is a huge part of it also. But most people, if they're doing that already, but they're still not getting that appropriate rest, they still don't feel like they've come out of a good parasympathetic rest. It's generally because they're, they're eating too late or they're eating outside of their cell stimulus. Mm-hmm. you ever come across that
0: yeah that's that was one of you know after i did a couple of years of pretty in-depth uh, sleep studies and testing what what had the biggest impact on first and foremost how I, I felt in the morning um you know morning uh morning wood which is i generally consider to be a sign of a good night's rest and optimizing deep and REM sleep. And the, the number one thing for me that throws it off is if I eat too close to bed, like if it's not two and a half, three hours before bed, I, I, I don't feel as well rested the next morning. And, uh, and my sleep score is far inferior. Yes,
1: nice, yeah, that's, that's, that's common in what we see. So it's it's nice to see that you reaffirmed that with your own experiments also. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about,
0: um, about the causes of autoimmune issues and chronic illness, does it, does it go beyond the circadian biology that we've discussed and you know these, um, these light patterns and eating patterns? Uh, have, you, have you explored heavy metal toxicity or, or, or other toxicities in the body, digestive issues, or do you find that a lot of those things take care of themselves when you get the circadian biology and the autonomic nervous system or ANS, as you said, uh,
1: dialed back in? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, it, it gets it gets more comp- complex than just that. I mean, depending on the type of, say, like most of the digestive issues I've worked with, um, say like IBS, colitis, Crohn's and such issues, it's, it's generally down to a mixture of specific foods over a long period of time that have pulled the intestinal linings and wreaked havoc in the intestinal linings, but also a great deal of stress in the body, which adds to chronic inflammation. Um, Most people, though, is just like, especially when it comes to toxicity in the body, is that they dampen the immune system and they're eating foods or doing patterns that have blocked up the mitochondria, and the body is perfectly in tune with detoxifying itself. It's amazing how people have come to think that in order for the body to to methylate or detoxify, you need all of these superfoods from all over the world, when this machine that's made only in one place doesn't need components of, from all around the world to function. So I find that once we give the body space, and this is what I do with the, the carnivore diet or the holistics, is it's allowing the body space to do what it already knows what to do. So a lot of these diseases, and I use this example all the time. So you have you have the powerhouses of your cells. They're using the cholesterol, intracellular activity is coming in and feeding in the chemicals of fat-soluble nutrients and minerals to allow it to do its job and create the energy systems it needs. But there's always, as everyone knows, waste exchange for every part of energy and rejuvenation of the body. Now, if you're eating foods and living a lifestyle where you're not allowing the body space to do what it needs to do to keep clean, that waste sits there. And especially with people now that are getting low cholesterol and on top of that still a very busy and stimulus life, they're not getting that intracellular activity. So the waste keeps building up. And then what I say is imagine you're sitting on the toilet and you take a crap and you don't flush and you don't get up from the toilet and you just sit there till you next take a crap and you just keep taking the crap and not flushing. Eventually that crap's going to build up all the way back up and you're going to be sitting in your own crap. Now, you probably wouldn't be happy with that situation, would you? No. So your mitochondria and your cells, that's happening to them. So then you activate an immune function that's coming in to clear the waste, but there's crap everywhere engulfed all around the cell. So it doesn't know what's what. and just starts attacking everywhere. And this is generally the result of most autoimmune conditions, simply
0: put. Interesting. Interesting. So if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is helping the body switch into a a, a parasympathetic state, that rest and digest state is, is critical for balancing waste removal and the detoxification process, which the body has the innate ability to
1: handle if you just create that space. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're giving it the right foods and you're putting yourself back in nature's rhythms, you're always going to be more optimal. And like you said, even if you want to be flexible or metabolically flexible with certain foods that you're eating, if you have a bulk of that down, like that 80%, you'll never see disease. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you feel when, uh, what are some of the best practices that you've utilized yourself kept in your routine and that you recommend to clients for making that switch, uh, you, you know, and and improving like the the tone of the nervous system? Uh, meditation, breath work, prayer, what are the ones that you go to? How do you like to do it?
1: So for me, um, I do always prescribe breath work. I mean, I'm a free diver, spear fisherman, so breath is always important for me. Um, the breath is the only way to the alkalization of the body, and the breath is the only way to command your nervous system. Um, so I always say, like, especially in the morning, um, breath work or nice light activity that's working your, your HRV. Um, it doesn't have to be anything strenuous. I would say to most people: um, if your fast pattern is in the morning, go for a nice 30-minute walk, catch the sunrise, breathe. This is one of the main things. If you're athletic, if you're not, um, if you're not got adrenal issues or thyroid issues, then you're training fasted. Go and train. Go and sweat. go and breathe. Go and create stress in the morning. For me, I like to go for a surf or I like to go and train fasted, and then it's um, yeah, getting that light, getting that fresh air, and being happy, doing something that makes you fulfilled before you have to put yourself to anything that is. A task of life for either to your living or whatever it is that you generally, you know. I always say to people, "What would you do if you didn't have to work?" Whatever that is, you should be doing and putting attention to that first. That's
0: a great question. I've I've had a lot of interest in free diving. I've never I've never done it. Um, I've only surfed a couple times, but free diving is one that's called to me a lot, and uh, and kite surfing as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about viruses a little bit, especially with, with what's been going on in the world. A lot of people have had their lives sort of um, turned upside down in some capacity with, uh, with lockdowns and, and changes to their, to their work patterns. Um, what's your take on what's been, what's been going on in the world with the coronavirus and everything else?
1: Oh man, so this is a this is deep on here, but um, one massive scam. Yeah. I just cannot believe how nothing's been done about it yet. We have so many people speaking out about it, but we can't seem to create the unification to come together and not let this scam go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, at for, uh, the foremost, right, if you know about the virum, we are made up of bacteria and viruses, um, a virus is, is not something you just walk into in the air this is the one where people are in disbelief and don't seem to understand but if you look at the body's responses and to bacteria and, and German terrain theory we always see and I love this example I'll put this example first before I go into it so that people really get what I'm saying it's like yeah. um when Let's say you, you you're you're studying an animal. So let's say a fish or a dolphin, for example. And the dolphins start getting sick, and the scientists go up and they go to the dolphins. They go and have a look at the dolphins, and this is what's happening right now. So they decide to take one of the dolphins, cut it open, and look inside the dolphin to see what's wrong. But really, if you're looking in a clever way, why would an animal that's perfectly adapted and evolved to survive in these wild circumstances. Why would the sickness just be coming from within like this? So, when all these animals start getting sick, do you go, "Oh, what's wrong with the animals?" or do you go, "Did someone put crap in the water?" Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the human being. So we've changed our environment so much and we can talk about frequencies as well. Every time we add a new layer of frequency, a new layer of radio radio waves or activity on the earth, we dampen the immune system and we see this in animals first and then we change all our rhythms. So we dampen our immune system. So when we dampen our immune system from these environmental toxins and we can talk about heavy metals which is in nearly every product, everything we wear, in nearly every gas, every, everything around us is full of heavy metals that people aren't taking seriously. And so when you put all of this in the human body and you dampen the immune system with vaccines, with formulas, with um, supplements, different products, and then your body can no longer, as I said, have the space to methylate and detoxify and keep your genes and DNA expressing correctly. Mm-hmm. So therefore, nature sees that as you are unfit to live and you start to get a viral breakdown in your own body. So it's not something you're catching from outside. It's something your cells are releasing as decay. And then your immune system has a reaction to it. Now, once in a while, we all get this. It's like a seasonal cleaning of the body. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that I learned from like, the whole Dr. Sebi and Alpine thing, how they say, oh, you shouldn't have mucus in your body. Mucus is bad. Actually, mucus is excellent. It's the first line of defense in our intestines, in our airways pathways, it's the first line of defense. So that's why you develop loads of it during a virus because it's your body engulfing all of these toxins and waste coming from your body and expelling it out through all of your pathways of elimination. Mm-hmm. So people are all running around with these masks and falling for this trap and then, you know, creating more stress on themselves, distancing themselves from love and affection you know, changing their identity of expression, nobody can smile or exchange anything like that as they will by with everyone. So it's this stress fear state, which dampens the immune system even more so. Mm-hmm. And then they still haven't understood that this is what's creating a reaction inside of their body that makes them sick.
0: This episode of the biohacking secret show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrated, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic. And then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD and the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases in inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra C B D and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to the VeritasFarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T H E V E R I T A S F A R M S dot com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms C B D. You guys are going to absolutely
1: love it what a scam we've we've all fallen for that (laughs) is blocked and taken away our freedoms. Yeah. I mean, well, what's,
0: what's that, that saying? Like, um, anyone who is, who is willing to, um, sacrifice their freedoms for safety will get neither something like that. Um, Yeah, that Yeah. I mean, you brought up some, we were talking about that, this book, the invisible rainbow, Uh, that does an excellent job kind of breaking down these changes in our electromagnetic environment and how there have been um, either nationwide and sometimes worldwide uh, pandemics associated with them. And it it is interesting that really for the past, uh, since call it 2007 or so, when the iPhone came out, we've had a number of different, um, a number of different pandemics and this most recent one with the, uh, um, it's, it's timed as they're rolling out, you know, this, this new, uh, this fifth generation of of technology all around the world at, at an accelerated rate. Um, so I've also, you know, from talking with certain people, there's, there's a good amount of evidence showing that, um, I think it was the, the, the man who won the Nobel Prize um, for discovering HIV He was a French virologist. He took a look at uh, coronavirus and said that this was one hundred percent made in a lab like this is not uh, a, a, an adaptation um, that that could have happened in nature. So, you know, you've got some people that are talking about how there actually is no virus and then other people are saying, you know, this is all real and what the media is telling us is, is the truth. And then other people saying it was an engineered bioweapon and other people saying that it, it's it's 5G that's causing these these uh, signals in our body. And that's and that's really what's going on. Um, do you have have you seen any evidence that leads you towards one of those possible scenarios?
1: I mean, I think, like, because this is a good subject, because the only other way to get a infection or virus in your body is to put it into your body. That's mm-hmm. the only other way. Mm-hmm. So there are viruses that people can make and patent, and mm-hmm. it has a patent, so it's definitely created. And what mm-hmm. was the purpose of this creation? I think to give out a vaccine which injects, more people with it but also injects a whole host of chemicals into the person's body that leads to further complications Mm -hmm. so i went down a huge rabbit hole this and i I stopped after a while um i do think though (laughs) you know i think we all did but
0: (laughs) yeah at a certain at a certain point it becomes unproductive and and exactly (laughs) right and i was like okay
1: well what can i do to help people warn them about it but yeah um I do think um, that this specific viral infection, Mm -hmm. um, the reason why everybody hasn't really got it and is not getting it, and everyone that does get a virus is just another flu because that's, that's one that breaks down from us and has for a long time. But anybody that has got the actual corona is somebody that would have either had it injected in them. So yeah, it's made. And just how everyone who dies of actual flu is all showing to have had the flu shots mm-hmm.
0: very so, interesting yeah you know. there's um judy uh i'm, I'm not going to name people just because of you know algorithms and whatnot but um there's a number of of uh well regarded and world-renowned virologists that have connected dots saying that you know, what they're testing for, um, may even be included in, in the flu shot. And that's, and that's part of what's resulting in these positives. But we also need to remember that, uh, there have, yeah, there have been, um, liberal freedoms made from the beginning on symptom-based diagnoses. So symptom-based diagnoses have been allowed to take place from the very onset, you know, there was the issue with the tests. So they were allowed to do that. And then um, just recently I was uh, I was listening to a, a doctor who um, he got a call that he had been contact traced. And uh, because he was like 15, within 15 feet of someone that had, that had tested positive. And they asked him if he was experiencing any symptoms. He said, no, they asked him to quarantine. And he said, absolutely not. I have no symptoms and I'm, I'm healthy. And, uh, they said, all right, well, we're going to need to follow up with you, you know, every day this week to see if you have any symptoms. And, uh, and then he said, hypothetically, if I told you that I did have some of these flu like symptoms, would I count as a positive case? And they said, yes. And his jaw dropped he walked into the other room where he had four of his colleagues and he put it on speakerphone and he just repeated it. He's like, so let me make sure I understand this correctly. You're saying because I was within 15 feet of someone who's had a positive test, you calling me right now, if I told you that I had any flu-like symptoms, you would count me towards the total coronavirus cases. And they said, yes. And all his colleagues looked at each other. So- there's what just a, a lot of there's just a lot of a, a lot of inflation going on and a lot of numbers that if you just saw the fear porn on the news it's easy to overlook right so yeah I think you and I have both experienced that going too deep down the rabbit holes it it it's it it can be unproductive and uh and and you know not benefit your state you know it can get you to a place of frustration or anger or or fear some of these lower vibration unproductive emotions which are you know the the exact opposite of where we want to be so exactly what what are some of the the recommendations that uh you've been making and some of the things that you've implemented in your own life to to stay um, and any shifts that uh that
1: that you've integrated into your routine I mean, for me, it's uh, especially like living here in Bali. It's 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 quite it's quite easy, you know. I, I, I focus on what I can do and what and not what I can't, and I focus on the longevity of what I wish to see around me in my life, and I aim to inspire and just to show that if you focus and not live in fear, and you won't be in fear if you focus on the joys of where you want to be and what you want to achieve then you're always going to be in a constant state of present bliss and you're always going to push through with everything that you want to indulge in. So for me, it's like, it's experience and get busy with the simple things you enjoy. And it doesn't matter what that is. For me, my days are full, you know? I'm, I'm up early, I get out in the sun, I go for a surf, um, then I go and I, and I do the work I need to do, which I want to do. And then I go and train And then I go and socialize with what I need to socialize. I do my meetings and then I focus on whatever task I have. And then I go and skate in the evening and then I do my recovery. And in between that, I make sure I'm eating well and I'm making sure that my brain is well-fueled and the connectivity between my nervous system, my gut, and my brain are there. And it's as simple as that for me. And one thing I see in most people as well, especially with uh, the – the ancestral relationship to food and the rhythms is that once their, their gut is healthy, once the nervous system is working properly, the connectivity of the brain is so much better. So they have so much more mental acuity and robustness to do lots of things. And their anxiety and depression is out of the window. That's pretty exciting. What brought you to Bali out of curiosity? Have you always been there? No, I've been here just over a year now, a year and six months. Yeah. And um, I got asked to come here for a coaches' meeting. So an Australian guy wanted to bring all of the top coaches in their field together to meet and discuss and trade ideas and do seminars. So I came out here for the 11 days, got well connected with a few people here, loved the idea, decided to move here with some of the coaches. And uh, yeah, four months later, I was out here.
0: Nice, man. Beautiful. Um, let's, let's talk about for athletes, uh, recovery and performance. Um, you had mentioned subtly when we were talking about, you know, if, if you're an athlete and your adrenals aren't overtaxed, uh, which makes me wonder if you've experienced a lot of athletes who's, who are pushing too hard, uh, you know, who are stacking just too many acute stressors in their routine where then it becomes chronic stress. And and is, is that an issue that you're seeing a lot?
1: Um, mostly in the female clients, I see a lot of them um, completely destroy their menstrual cycles and they completely destroy their thyroid functioning and pituitary gland, which is the pituitary gland and thyroid issues is generally the blinker signs of adrenal issues. So I work for a lot of hypo, hyperthyroid, and Hashimoto's, and um, yeah, generally i've I've completely focused on the adrenals before even addressing those glands. And yeah, usually uh, people are running their hormones completely dry with their lifestyles, and um, so mostly in the female um, athletes. With my male athletes, it's generally they are they they just get severely injured. I work with a lot of different sports that is contact, so I work with fighters. Um, I work with not um, only kickboxers, fighters, um, jujitsu. But my main at the moment, where I have the most professional athletes I work with, is the is rugby. So rugby union and NRL, National Rugby League. So a lot of Australians, a lot of um, New Zealands, Samoans. And I'm not sure if you if you're into rugby. Do you follow much of that or know about it? I, I haven't followed it, but I I enjoy the sport. I grew up playing
0: soccer, um, so like you know f- football in the UK. But uh, I yeah. enjoy rugby and, and
1: have a lot of respect for the athletes. Right. So, yeah, I'm not sure if you know some of the names. So, like, Sonny Sonny Bill Williams of the All Blacks.
0: Okay, nice. That's um, in New Zealand, right?
1: Yeah. We have Quade Cooper as well. Um, yeah, Curtis Sirnan, Sandor Earl, a few big names. Nice. And most of them were just completely batted internally and – externally as well just the the nutrition that's in the mainstream just you know it's all about um oh you have to maintain a certain weight so we're going to give you all of these calorie countings and we're going to give you all of these crap foods just as long as you're happy and maintaining weight and then when the people break down they're like oh well now we're going to pump you with anti-inflammatories and painkillers so you can still um do your job Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of background they came from Mm -hmm. So when I worked with them, I first thing I did was got them off all of the medications, got their livers functioning really well, got their nervous systems fired up really well, and then gave their body the space and the nutrient density to fill up their bone marrow and densify all of their connective tissues. And within a month, two months of, of applying a carnivorous lifestyle and all of these holistic protocols, all of them off their meds, all of them felt like the injuries were completely sealed after years of constant in and out of the same injury, and they're in their 30s, so one's 35 years old, and they're, they're, they're smashing it.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. So I've, I have talked to uh, Dr. Paul Saladino about a month ago, and he wrote The Carnivore Code and really piqued, piqued my interest in, in exploring carnivore. Um, how do you do it? what are, what are some of your go-to foods? You know, do you fat, do you do like a 16, eight intermittent fast and then, and then, you know, break your fast with
1: meat or how, what's your structure look like? So I'm, I'm very specific to what I'm doing at the time. So I believe in a lot of flexibility. And even when I say carnival to most people, I eventually say that carnivore is anything where you're, where you're like 70 to 80% of your food is meat based. And then the rest is whatever. And I usually have like safe or allowable vegetables and stuff like that. I personally don't have any vegetables or fruits, but I do venture into sweets here and there when I feel like it. But for me, like when I'm heavy into performance, if I want to build the most amount of muscle quickly and I want strength gain and I'm really training hard, like for example, I tested uh, with the deadlift. So I went from 190 kilo deadlift Mm -hmm. At, um, at 77 kilograms body weight to in three months only lifting once every two weeks and just picking up as heavy as I could no training in three months I went to 250 kilo deadlift I gained muscle went all the way up to 80 kilo body weight and I went down to 5% body fat all at the same time wow that's pretty and impressive. Yes, yeah, so this is what I, I this is the performance protocols I tested on myself before writing them and creating the program that I would use with most athletes. And what I was specifically doing at that time is I was um, I was eating every thirty hours, so I only okay. really had like four meals a week, four to five meals a week. Interesting, and
0: and so doing a longer fast literally you know you're going for you said 30 hours and then would you have a huge meal
1: yeah a huge, yeah, huge meal? meal about a kilo and a half to two kilos of meat fatty meat and what what were some of your go-tos oh so my partner made and used to make epic um lamb legs and ribs yeah. um okay. so it would be like a plate full of ribs um maybe three or four ribeye steaks um, bacon, eggs, and sometimes I mix it up for the DHA protocols of recovery on the nervous system. So I have a load of oysters, loads of scallops, prawns. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, But mostly ribs and ribeyes. That sounds delicious. So uh,
0: you've, you've, you've gotten away from almost all vegetables. Ah. Does that include juicing?
1: Yeah, I, I worked for a juice company. I I helped um, design and and do juices when I when I thought it was brilliant, and uh, I learned a lot about juicing. I learned a lot about um, different mixtures, different balances, different cleansing protocols, and I used to do it a lot. And only now do I realize that the feelings I had from it and the symptoms I was getting were, were not were not ideal for the human body. Do you think that a lot
0: of the uh, the benefits that you initially experienced from juicing were from removing some of the foods that were irritating your gut, your nervous system.
1: Um, yeah, I think like the, the thing were we'll like how juicing works is that especially for some people that go, Oh, this guy went on a juicing cleanse and look, he healed everything. It's like, well, actually you're using the same mechanisms that we're doing in ketosis and carnivore with the juicing because you're, you're at such a low rate of energy and you're, you're actually resting your digestive system to a point. So you're actually igniting the same physical responses as ketosis and carnivore. That's why it can actually work. The only thing is that the certain things I felt in the brain and the nervous system that was actually a chemical alertness response, it was actually a sign of danger. And bitter in the natural human palate means danger. Is how we knew that foods had toxins. So when I was drinking all of these juices and getting this like energy, it was actually an adrenal reaction to the danger. Interesting. That's, that's something I haven't heard before,
0: but, uh, but it does, it does make sense. Um, lastly, like anything that you feel you want to share with our listeners based on what's, what's going on in the world or, um, common mistakes that you're seeing people make, um, or even just if, if someone's listening to this and what you said, like, what you said earlier about, you know, if, if money didn't matter, think about the things that you would be doing and, and make sure those are a part of your day. You know, you said it in different words, but like, that's something that I have a tendency to get away from and to get caught up in the work stuff. And it's not long after that. I feel, um, you know, that, that I feel that Um, that hole, that emptiness, because I'm not playing enough and I'm not doing, I'm not recharging myself with some of the things I love. For someone like me, right? Do you have a a, a process? Do you do like, do you start brainstorming some of the things you love doing as a kid, but maybe got away from? Or is it more just kind of feel your way through it, start with something and and go from there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm very simple. I've never been a guy that wrote anything down or brainstorm. I just... I just have clarity and exactly it is that I want to do and I'm not afraid to utilize my time. And, I'm, I'm, I'm also don't feel like I need to give time outside of what it is that I need to be doing. Um, and some people can feel like selfish or bad about that. But I think like the first thing you need to do is always bring back to yourself and focus on yourself And everyone's lifestyle circumstances can be so different. So like, I guess what my steps would be would, I would say is, yes, lifestyle can be difficult. It's not always the easiest to change. So the first thing for me is make sure to get the nutrition down because the nutrition, when you can figure out what it is that your body needs for the space to enhance your mental acuity and your physical robustness you will have more clarity on what you want to use your body for and you will have more mental stability and emotional stability to seek out and think about or carry out what you want to do in life. Then it would be to focus on the lifestyle circumstances with that newfound energy and stability, use it to create the space and to change the things in your life that are blocking you from doing and feeling what you really want to feel. And then the third thing is, is carrying out with no hesitation everything I do and choose to do I just jump in I don't hesitate I go I my thought goes oh that sounds like it'd be something good to learn I think I should put the time to that and then I go and do it and then a few months down the line I go okay this is working out I enjoy this still I'll carry on or don't be afraid to be wrong you know do something go actually you know what that wasn't a good idea now I know to move on to the next thing
0: that's great if advice. that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. I appreciate the advice. Dominic, this has been a great conversation, man. I appreciate you hanging out, especially it's, it's got to be, you know, a little after 5 a.m. there. So I, I appreciate you yeah. <laughs> making a sacrifice to share some of your knowledge and wisdom and experiences with, uh, with me and our listeners. Where can people... Uh, follow you. I know you've got your, your origins.nutrition account on Instagram. What's the best way for people to reach out if they want to work with you or to stay up to date with things that you've got going on?
1: Hey man, I appreciate you having me and, uh, helping me uh, expose to your crowd as well. Um, been following you now and seeing what you've been up to. So it's been, it's been a cool community you've built. So if they want to find me, um, originsofvitality.com is where you can see more about my work and look to my programs and wh- what I do. If you want to get a feel for more who I am as a person, um, Origins.nutrition on Instagram, you'll see my stories. I will put up one day things about the virus, things about the conspiracy. And one day will just be me surfing and skating and just living out my truest life. Um, if you want to know more about the biochemistry that I practice and speak of, I started my podcast about a month ago. It's called Origins Cast, and it's just literally only 15 minutes of me talking, no fluff, nothing, just 15 minutes of straight biochemistry on a subject of the human body and carnival. Beautiful. Guys, check out the Origins
0: Cast Go to originsofvitality.com to check out Dominic's programs and make sure you follow him on Instagram at origins.nutrition. Dom, thank you so much again, man. I appreciate your time and uh, bless you. I like that, bro. Thank you so much. What's up, guys? Anthony here. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, Candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program is full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together.